If you had the best job ever, what would it look like? What would it feel like? It wouldn't feel like work at all. Well, Seth Godin asked 10,000 people that question and listed the top three responses in his new book, The Song of Significance. Overwhelmingly, the conditions people said that made up their best job ever were one, I surprised myself with what I could accomplish. Number two, I could work independently. And number three, the team built something important. Let's talk about what it'll take to do all three today on the next Simple Step Podcast. I'm Paul Goldsmith. You have a superpower. And the more you're able to use it, you'll surprise yourself and others with what you can accomplish. It may just be on the other side of fear. Fear that if you give up certain opportunities or say no too many times to the opportunities that come your way, you'll end up destitute or opportunities will stop coming. But here's what I've learned. At least in America, you can always make more money. There's always other opportunities, but you can't make more time. To surprise yourself with what you can accomplish, extend your time horizon If you have a goal that you're passionate about, be willing to commit to it for at least three years. That's the magic number for me, and I think it will be for you as well. What I've discovered is that three years is just enough time to determine if you're on the right track or not. If you're working in your superpower, you'll continue to get better over time and be energized, more energized, the longer you do it. If not, it'll be a grind And over time, it'll become quite obvious to you that it's just not working for you. I'm not talking about things that you're pretty good at and you can make a little money at. I'm talking about the things that really light your fire, that are really within your superpower, that you can get passionate about. And it may take a lifetime to get to the level of mastery, but if it's a goal or job that's within your superpower, you'll accomplish more than you could ever imagine with enough time. As Bill Gates said, most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Now, I know we're not all Bill Gates, but 10 years for me is way too long for a payoff. I need benchmarks along the way, and you do too. In long distance running, for example, it's super helpful to focus on the very next signpost, not solely the finish line miles and miles away. So you have to be willing to break down your goal to more immediate goals. Like, what has to happen in the next three years for you to feel successful and then work backwards? Now let's get to the nitty gritty. What three specific things do you need to accomplish the next 30 days, this week, today, to feel like you're making progress on that three-year vision? Progress, not perfection, is always the goal. If your job right now is not within your superpower, Are there ways you can find to add value to your company that is, and then share it with your boss? Do your regular job, and then do a little extra, the stuff that you really want to do, and offer it up for feedback, because feedback is how you get better, and if somebody won't accept your work for free, then the cost isn't the issue, it's the work. So find out how you can make something of value for your company that's within your sweet spot, within your superpower. And then figure out a way over time that you can make that more and more of your daily job. 
I once had a job at a company. It's a job I really enjoyed, but the boss told me he was creating a new position, one that I thought was even more in my sweet spot, one I would enjoy even more. It was a brand manager position in the company. It sounded like a promotion to me and actually sounded a lot like a a dream job at the time. But the boss told me he had already identified and hired someone else for the job. So I made an appeal. I wrote out to my boss how he could divide the job in half and how I would be the best person for at least half of the role. The position really involved two different brands. So I suggested the new hire become the brand manager of the bigger of the two brands, and that I would become the brand manager of the smaller one, so less risk. And I went to my boss, passionately made the case for why it would be best for both of the brands, and expected to be rejected. But I knew it'd be a long shot, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so why not? And to my surprise, the boss said, "Hmm, this makes a lot of sense. You got the job. It was way easier than I ever expected. Now, I realize that doesn't happen every time, but you have to shoot your shot. You have to give it a try and make the case from your boss's perspective, make his job or her job easier. That's the first simple step to creating the job you want is to outline the exact details of what that would entail and visualize it and then find a way to start doing as much as you can within your existing job. Show how it'll benefit the company to utilize your superpower to help the bottom line. If that's not possible or your boss isn't open to hearing it, well then it's time to look for a way to do number two and work independently. When are you most creative? Do you optimize your day so that you can spend the time on the things that truly bring you energy that are within your superpower when you're the best at it? Scott Adams just wanted to draw cartoons, but the company he worked for, Pacific Bell, didn't have much use for those, so he got up several hours each morning for years to draw comics before he started work. So Scott launched Dilbert, the comic strip, in 1989, but didn't quit his day job at Pacific Bell until 1995, six years later. In fact, He found much of the inspiration for the Dilbert strip from his coworkers, and that, of course, grew to over 800 newspapers and then to best-selling books and podcasts, and he was able to do his passion, his superpower, full-time. Stacey Brown was a single mom with three kids to raise, and she wanted to find a way to provide for her kids while remaining independent and at home. So she decided to tap into her passion for making the perfect chicken salad. So she began selling this chicken salad door to door. And then the health inspector shut her down. It was an illegal business. So a lot of people at that point, they'd go get a job because can't sell it door to door anymore. The jig is up. But Stacy was undetermined. This was her dream and it was able to provide for her family. So she went and opened a carryout only restaurant specializing in chicken salad, and that little concept has now grown to over 225 chicken salad chick locations because one woman decided to be independent and built something she was uniquely suited to build. That's really the third thing that makes the best job ever. The first was surprising yourself with what you could accomplish. The second is work independently. And number three is 
build something important, important to you. If you're not on board with what your company makes, move on. The average person spends 90,000 hours, give or take, at work in their lifetime. Might as well make sure it's doing something that matters to you, that's important. Some jobs are just for seasons, like when you're in school or maybe getting out of debt. But keep in mind, it's temporary. Those jobs aren't meant for your entire career. The sooner you get to work on your dream job and determine the skills and steps required, get moving one simple step at a time. The myth is that there isn't enough time. There's plenty of time. There isn't enough focus with the time you have. You win by directing your attention toward better things, says James Clear. What better things might you direct your attention to today? And by the way, before we go, there was a fourth item that was overwhelmingly ahead of everything else that made up a job that people love, and it was people treated me with respect. So no matter where you work, you can treat people with respect and expect them to treat you with respect because we're not our jobs. We're human beings and you have dignity and a boss isn't a better person than you. They merely have a different role at a company. And sometimes bosses forget that and power gets abused, but you deserve better. So make sure that you are respected at work because if they're mistreating you, they're likely mistreating others and there's power in numbers. So that is kind of a baseline for any job is it's one where people are treated with dignity and respect. I just had to throw that in there because I'm still astounded that in 2023, that has to be said that people think that it's okay to be a bully when you're the boss to get stuff done because you're the boss. But That's not how any of this works. Leaders inspire people to be the best version of themselves because companies want to be the best version of themselves. That starts with having the people working at their best with their full heart and mind. And you don't get that in a fear-based environment. So that's why I talk a lot about emotional intelligence here because one, fear-based doesn't work. And two, it's just not the right thing to do. So expect respect at work and surprise yourself with what you can accomplish, and find a way to work independently on your superpowers, doing work that's important to you. If you'd like some help getting clear on your dream job or your creative project, I've helped others and would be honored to help you. Send me a text to 559-574-3210, and we can set up a discovery coaching call. Thank you for listening, and if you think this would be helpful for someone else in finding the best job ever for them, please share it. And I'll talk to you next time on the next Simple Step Podcast.